Howling mutts, welcome for another mini-sode of Cadaver Dogs. I'm Devin Shepard. And I'm David B. Jacobs. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Ava Fields of Apt Horror, a special community project about horror films and the people that love them. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ava. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate the time. Yeah, I'm so excited to talk about everything that you're doing for the horror community. It's one that we love so much, David and I, obviously being members, but also just promoting the horror community and bringing it out of this preconceived idea of what horror is and what horror can be doing, which I know is what you are focusing so much on with your project. Yeah, um, the project really was born out of like a desire to translate those things to the everyday person. Because I find that when people hear that I like like that, they have a very specific reaction of one of shock, <laughs> probably because I'm a girl. I assume that that's the first shock because I'm a girl and I'm kind of like soft spoken. So I think people are just surprised. But I also think people have just such a hard lined view of what even goes on in a horror film that it's hard to explain the variations and the subgenres because people just have one idea about them. So I wanted to try to take the passion of that and match it with the fact that I think you can learn more about somebody by looking through their movies, their books, and their CD collection or their MP3s than you could ever learn by directly asking them how they feel. Yeah. So I wanted to see if I could create a space where those two things could work together to actually produce effective results. So I love that. I can so relate. Every time I say I'm a horror fan, people like stop, look me up and down. They're like, you watch uh, Blood and Guts? I'm like, "Mm -mm, there's more. There's more. I swear. So much more. But yes, I do. But there's a lot more. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit more about um, what your project is, what you're doing, and just give us the full rundown? Sure. Um, So the project is titled Apt Horror. The idea is that it happens in three stages. So it's a year-long project that has three separate points of contact. The first is releasing a very detailed, heavily researched and surveyed list of questions. Everything from how old are you to what kind of apartment do you live in? Do you live in an apartment? How many stairs? To your apartment, I get very specific because I really want to be able to draw things together because when I was looking at my trial survey, I noticed that a lot of the people who said they had stairs to their apartment or stairs leading up to their house, the movies that they tended to be most afraid of were almost like haunted house movies. Oh. And I thought that was like an interesting cross of information because it's like, huh. (laughs) things like that are just fascinating. And I don't necessarily know exactly what that means. But just being able to connect that trend, I feel like it's going to lead me to a bigger place, like something way more profound. And so that's the idea behind the survey. It just takes every kind of information about you and like puts it together. (laughs) So that will last for six months. 
So technically that will run January to June. So I took a lot of time between April and right now, simply like detailing how this was going to work so that when January of 2023 happens, I'm prepared to have it open for the actual six months. Cool. And are you um, are you surveying just big fans of horror or is this kind of anybody who watches horror films? Like who are the people that you're interviewing? Honestly, I wanted it to be everyone. Like my goal is to almost show people that like you you say you're not a horror fan, but I can find one for you. That's kind <laughs> of the idea. Is like you say that, but I think if I show it to you from this angle first, you would probably realize that you do like those kind of movies or that you yes. can at least understand them. You know, I think a lot of people they don't know if they even under they don't understand what they're looking at and they don't understand what to expect. So it just becomes a like, oh, I didn't really like that when in fact it's you didn't understand that. Yeah, no, that's totally true. And I, I I, also subscribe to that belief that there is one entry horror film for every person out there because horror like covers way too many interests that there has to be one someone likes somewhere that will like yeah. get them to finally understand yeah. horror. It's too much of a wide range of movies. There's there's not it's not really one genre. It's like several genres. Yeah, right? that's something people don't really get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's several genres into one or what create horror. So it's really hard for me, for example, when people are like, oh, okay, well, I mean, okay, Freddy's horror, but I don't understand how like Rosemary's Baby is horror. And I'm like, is that real? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's, how are they different that much? You just picked my favorite horror movie. <laughs> Rosemary's Baby? Yeah. Yeah, that's on my list of like one of the first ones that really made me see the genre differently than like Freddy and Jason, who I love. But that was the first movie that was like, oh, you can kind of like create these situations out of real life. And I think that was my connection to it. Exactly. And I, I will definitely get more into that's that's our topic for later. The horror movies that started it all, which I'm so excited to hear yours. I also like I think I know David's, but like I'm, I'm excited to be surprised. Can you tell us a little bit more? You said in your um, explanation of the survey that you really want people to see horror from this specific angle. Can you talk a little bit more about what the angle is that you hope and want people to like start seeing horror from? Yeah, sure. So when designing the project, I took a lot of time to think about the influences that have framed my work and why I want to do it. So those are probably the explanations of how I want people to see the project. So I have like five project principles that I work with. And I sort of I use a term that everyone knows. And then I chose to describe it in a way that was active or in a way that grounded it in reality. So the first project principle I work off of is compassion or I brand it as a responsibility to bear witness. And like, this is something that's really important for me in terms of what I'm creating, because when I watch horror films, I feel like that's what I'm doing. It's like a responsibility of, to bear witness to other human beings, pain and suffering, even though this is like not an actual film, not reality, excuse me. Mm -hmm. But it's based off of so much reality and it's grounded in so much reality that it feels like it's not pleasant, but it's almost like my responsibility as a human being to live in the reality of like pain and suffering because that's what's actually happening instead of retreating into a place where I'm ignoring those realities. So for me, it's just 
I want people to kind of see it as like a tool for healing. Like you can go through these things and they can actually help you deal with real problems. Because I know for me, that's happened a number of times. Yeah, I think that to me is so interesting and something that, you know, since the pandemic has been a conversation in all these uh, horror communities is how horror has been healing and like what makes us so connected to horror in that way. And I know there have been um, a couple studies, I don't obviously not as extensive as yours, and I'm, I'm excited that there will be something more extensive that has said, you know, people with anxiety tend to like horror movies a little bit more. And I'm always curious why. And we're constantly just asking the question why. So is that the goal of your project is to talk about mental health specifically in horror? I mean, yeah, I definitely. It's it's one of the areas that I think horror deals with in the most honest way. I feel like other genres, they just can't produce the same authenticity that horror can really on any subject because (laughs) like horror is not trying to sell you a fantasy they're just like showing you what's happening and I think because of that it's a very misunderstood genre but the goal is to deal with real world problems and to kind of use this information to actually do that so a huge long-term goal that I have is that these findings, because I'm going to be releasing these every year, and I would love to have these findings become something that like the city of Boston absolutely has to have in order to effectively help the communities that they're supposed to be helping or serve the communities that they were elected to serve. Like I, I want it to be something like you need this or you don't understand like half of your country. Because I really want to amplify um, like underutilized voices and, and like communities that are underserved. You know, it's really about mm-hmm. breaking down that wall, even to civic engagement. You know, I in my neighborhood right now, we're we're dealing with a lot of gentrification. We're dealing with a lot of uh, people who've lived here forever losing their homes because they want to build like bigger buildings. It's just there's a lot going on. And I feel like no one cares about the people who've been living here year after year after year. They don't even have a say in the way you're going to change their community. And it's okay for you to ignore them. And it's like, that's what I'm trying to also get in front of. Like, it's not okay for you to ignore them, especially when I have this very specific data that tells you these are the problems that this community actually has, not the ones you've decided they have. These are the problems. These are the concerns. And that's what I want to be able to do is make it like, critical data for the city and the state and obviously federal in like my big dream. No, I love that. And I mean, especially uh, David and I are both in New York. I'm in Brooklyn and he's in Queens. So I think that's something we're seeing a lot specifically that um, the neighborhood changing and the big buildings coming and pushing people out, something that is uh, constantly in conversation. I totally agree. More needs to be done. More needs to be talked about. There's more here to do. Before we get into our main topic of discussion today, is there anything more that you want to talk about your project in specific? Right now, the only thing that's coming to mind because it happened probably 24 hours ago is my presentation where I use Aptar as a base. So I use those all of my project principles and um, the design of Aptar to look into Candyman from 1992 and my project was accepted for the 30th anniversary conference in October. So I am going to be part of that. And my presentation on Candyman that uses these project principles and the same influences from Aptar. So that'll be happening in October. Congrats. Oh my God, that's exciting. 
yeah i'm excited i love that movie so much i have so much to say it's gonna be so fun oh my god yes so i just because i'm curious and because we both love that movie uh is it the original movie or do you also talk about the remake as well um i stuck to the original i mean it is supposed to it's supposed to be about the original, I think. You know, it's like a 30th anniversary of the original film. However, the um, director and one of the actors from the 2021 version will be at the conference, and so will Tony Todd, oh. and so will Bernard oh my Rose. God. So they'll all be there, I know. That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's, that's amazing. I mean, it's something uh, David and I are constantly talking about that film in particular and how, and using it as a great example to show real life problems through horror. Like, come on. I mean, everything we were just talking about. And a great example of people overlooking it because then the, the, the mm-hmm. sequel last year came out and everyone's like, Oh, it's so political. This was never a political franchise. Like, guys, it's it's literally the exact same themes <laughs> as the original movie. They they really didn't change anything. <laughs> no, no. I mean, all they did was ground it in the time that it was created. That's about yeah. all they really like changed from it. But it, it's they the said same the movie. word gentrification because I I don't think I don't know if the word was popular yet in the 90s like they they probably would have said gentrification in the 90s if it was a popular term back then yeah but it just didn't exist so it was more about a show than a tell ah love that movie (laughs) um well that's so amazing congrats and i sending you all the luck uh (laughs) please please shake tony todd's hand for me (laughs) um (laughs) i wish i'm gonna be virtual i think the physical conference is in uk but he will be in the same virtual room as me, which is still very scary. I'm still like, oh my gosh. Okay, just as long as he doesn't come out of the computer, which we know is totally possible. Tony Todd could do that. He can defy everything. <laughs> He's just going to like tell you how death works. Oh. Break down all the rules of yeah. death. Um, go and fight Victor Crowley. Yeah. Uh- oh man, I love those movies. They're so good. Use his telepathic gorilla powers to fight the Flash. Really has done it all. <laughs> He's the best. Awesome. Well, we'll give time at the end to uh, shout out where people can go find you. Everyone listening, please sure. hold on until the end. And also in the description of the episode, we'll put down links and everything and where people can find you online. But now let's move on to our main topic of today, the horror movie that started it all. Um, this was something that we felt was very apt. Yes, yes, I did that. Yes, I did that. Apt horror, apt, um, apt for this project. We wanted to discuss what was the movie that started it all. What got you into horror? Why you got into horror? I'm guessing I know a little bit from the whole background that you just gave, but I'm excited to know a little bit more. And then, yes, David and I will also discuss ours as well. Um, which I'm excited to hear, David. I don't know. I don't know. I think you might have a surprise. I feel like you've heard mine before. I probably have. You probably know it's mine too, one. but that's boring. <laughs> um, I may or may not know yours. Uh, I, I don't think I've heard yours, but I have a guess. Yeah. Yeah. I have several guesses, actually. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Let's start with our guest. So, Alpha, what was the horror movie that started it all? Uh, I think it's a tie between Jaws because I, I remember, I distinctly remember watching that. And I remember sitting really close to the TV. I was really little. And this is kind of also how we discovered I needed glasses because <laughs> like right at the TV. 
And it was the first one that really scared me. And I think it was the first time I realized again, like, that was scary because it was realistic. Like, and I think that's when I fell in love with that idea of horror and like that even if you're getting like a supernatural kind of experience, that it's just always based in like real fear. So mm-hmm. I remember that being like a big deal for me. I, I still love that movie. Oh, oh, that movie is like, I have to watch it every year because it is just, yeah. it's so good. It never tires. Never tires. And it also, you can watch it now and you're like, I that work with the shark is like better than half the films I've seen since with sharks. Like CGI, like you created this on a computer, but it's like that work that Steven Spielberg was able to do in Jaws, like that, that's like still hasn't been matched in my opinion. I don't really think there's been a shark movie that's reached its level. I feel like if you were to say that to Spielberg, then he would uh, have something to say about him being able to do it. But <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, really. Like, I know he was like struggling on set, which ended up working out for you. Because <laughs> it's like, if oh yeah, absolutely. Shark, it wouldn't have been as scary. It actually like worked out for him. No, a CGI shark would never have, it, it would have been terrible. I mean, it yeah. just doesn't work. I mean, I've seen Deep Blue Sea and I'm not more afraid of Deep Blue Sea than I have of Jaws <laughs> and there's a reason. It says <laughs> so much. Yeah. And I mean, like I, I will stand by that Steven Spielberg is one of my favorite and one of the most um, successful directors at creating a that fear in a film. Um, yeah. But it is really interesting. Yeah. That something that we know is not necessarily real. I mean, like you watch it now and you can kind of tell that like it's just a animatronic flopping around the water, but it still is. Right scary like that is masterful and we really are going through this like shark phase right now like i just watched a trailer for a new shark movie and i'm like really again your other shark movies Uh. oh yeah retka came out last year that's the alicia silverstone one there's the 47 meters down i was gonna say 47 meters down was that was interesting I liked that one. I did too. I didn't think I would, but I did. I did like it. Man, I didn't get to see any of these. (laughs) (laughs) What are these movies? (laughs) I've seen Jaws and I've seen Sharknado. Okay. All right. Well, that's a short list. Um, There was another one, though, that was like relatively... There was the Meg. The Meg. Which I, also, was it. I wanted to see that. Yeah. Um, the trailer I just watched, uh it's it's something other like it has another title with Dark Sea or something. There's a ghost shark movie, mm. I think, or demon shark or something. See, we're in a shark phase. We're it's it's you happening. No, we really are. There's a two-headed shark. I think there's like a shark octopus combo monster thing. Um, um there are like five more shark <laughs> Yeah, I was like, is this shark NATO? <laughs> yeah pretty much you know why though because because it works i mean like everything that you were saying like it's effective and i don't know about you uh, jaws was also uh one of my early films as well and one that um i was maybe going to talk about because it did effectively Mm -hmm. work i grew up in a beach town um Mm -hmm. and so yeah every weekend going to the beach uh being too terrified to go in the water definitely happened for a year (laughs) yep yeah. Um, I live in the middle of a city and I was like afraid he was under my bed. I would like run and jump into my I was terrified. Oh my god. <laughs> terrified. <sighs> my mom was so happy when that subsided. I was so wild. <laughs> There's a shark under my bed, mom. She's like, I don't even know how to tell you. And he's dead <laughs> if he's under your bed. <laughs> she might have said that to me once, honestly. My mom was hilarious. She was probably like, wouldn't he be dead? There's no water under there. Oh my god. 
<laughs> trying to use logic. There is no logic, mom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, and it it really is effective horror. So it sounds like you had a terrifying experience. So where did the love finally come through? <laughs> I mean, I think I was. I think I finally really got attached to them, honestly, and this is going to sound even like ridiculous, but I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre did a lot for me as a person. Yeah. I don't know why necessarily. It might be because it was so authentic. Like even now I watch it and I'm like, are we positive he didn't just like hire like people from the the side of the road? Like are these (laughs) real actors? Because it's so like scary you're just kind of like um this is a terrifying experience watching it but it was so real and the daylight aspect really drew me in like this idea that you could make something that scary and it's not dark texas chainsaw definitely affected me a lot and obviously the like end scene is is one of the best ending scenes in a movie ever for so many reasons but you know, like the Leatherface moment with the chainsaw and like her laughing and getting away. It's just such a powerful ending. And I don't know, that's definitely the one that kind of helped me deal with a lot of feelings of just like being trapped, you know, like childhood wasn't easy. School wasn't easy for me. And I think the movies helped me feel that way. And then once I saw Carrie, I felt completely like, okay, this is the genre I need to watch because there's no other way I'm going to deal with my issues. (laughs) Carrie (laughs) made that very clear to me. We just had a whole episode on Carrie. Yeah, and it was like one of those movies growing up a teenage girl, like, oh, yeah, like you kind of get it, you know? Yeah, and you're like, just so everyone's clear, there are absolutely no exaggerations in this film. Absolutely not on how people get bullied. Not not at all. (laughs) That's why it was so good, because you're like, yeah, this is absolutely what people go through every day. Like, all over the country. Yeah, and there was like something empowering in it. And this was the discussion that we had on our last episode, like, is Carrie a monster? um, Or does she become one? Um, That that was a whole conversation because there is this power that she has where you kind of, you root for her at some point because she is being bullied and because you do put Mm -hmm. herself, yourself in her shoes that you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I would want to see revenge. (laughs) Big time. Big time revenge. The whole movie, you're like, come on. Every single person you're around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then you're like, "Mm, am I a little bit evil? Uh... Yeah. Then you have those moments where you're like, see, but no, I'm not because I'm trapping those things in the film. And being able to have this moment and this experience and be like, get him, Carrie, but not do that in my real life. Exactly. Exactly. Not in your real life. (laughs) Horror movies don't create. Oh, God. What's the line from Scream? Horror movies don't create psychos. They make psychos more creative. Did I get it? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, I know what I for The shark movie, Open Water. Yes. That's the series that's been, you know, because there's what, there are like three of those. Mm. I like those, actually. Who's in that one? Is that? Was it The Shallow? The Shallow, yeah. The, the um, yes. Blake Lively one. Blake, that was Blake also Lively? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the new one coming out is Man Eater, which is a great title. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we have a lot of similar ones, so I'm going to like rethink what some of mine are. Not not really like rethink, but like <laughs> try to talk about some di- different movies. David, what was the horror movie that started it all for you? Uh, so my, mine's a, a long story. I love the story, <laughs> though. And it's not one movie. It's several movies. Uh, so I should have known that I was always into horror. Like, you know, as a kid, I was obsessed with like Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. and... Every time there's a horror episode of a cartoon I watched, like, Hey Arnold, I'd be like, that's my favorite yeah. episode. 
But in, instead of just accepting that I loved horror, I was like convinced that like, oh, no, I don't really like horror. I'm just like it really interested in all the monster mythology and learning everything about werewolves and vampires. <laughs> no interest in horror. <laughs> yeah, I was in denial. Uh, what changed? Um, so it started a little bit. A friend of mine got me to watch a couple of horrors in high school. Um, I watched Saw and I really watched like Saw. But Scream was the one that really connected with me and made me go, oh, maybe I've been seeing this whole genre all wrong. And I said, OK, I'm going to give horror a real chance. But that's not the end of the story. Um, <laughs> so I watched Halloween. I'm like, OK, Halloween's this one that everyone always talks about. They say it's like one of the best ones. So I'm going to watch Halloween. And again, this isn't the end of the story, but I hated it. So then I was like, OK, so Scream. That was just an exception. Mm. This isn't really my kind of a genre. Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but why do people always do this with the horror genre? It's like, oh, I watched one horror movie, therefore I don't like any of them. It's like it's like the only one where anyone does that. I'm like, <laughs> I think in this case it was because it was such a lauded movie, or so I thought. We'll get back to that. And it was it, it it did fit the exact stereotype of everything everyone says about horror. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it kind of played into that confirmation bias a lot more than it should have. So then, you know, throughout college, I would like I'd, I'd still watch some horror, but then every time you're like, oh, yeah, so I don't really like horror except for these two movies. I don't really like horror except for these four movies. I don't really like horror except for these 12 movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's OK. You're one of us. It's fine. Yeah. And then what finally changed, what finally made me realize like, oh, I'm a fucking moron was when I saw a clip from Halloween and I was like, oh, yeah, I've I've seen this movie before. But then I realized, oh, that's Rob Zombie's Halloween. I (laughs) I watched the wrong movie. (laughs) <laughs> okay that and that's something that happens a lot because horror is one of the only genres that has like 18 movies in a franchise so it's called halloween it's the first thing that comes up in google yeah and i'm enough. young at the time so I, I i was not yet smart enough to be able to look at a movie and say this is the wrong decade got it is this why you hate rob zombie now yes um, oh damn it! Rob Zombie is responsible for me not liking horror for uh, four years of my life when I should have been watching horror movies. But he 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 had a very sincere negative effect on my life. I should have been enjoying horror for all that time. <laughs> I'm like heartbroken. I love the Devil's Reject so much. Oh, there's, like, there's like a list of movies that me and my partner watch all the time. Because when we first met, I was like, "Oh, I'll, I'll show you some of my favorite movies," and I think I gave him Martyrs and Excision. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh, they're so good." And he had no idea what was, was about to was happen. Was this you starting him on the horror genre with Martyrs? Yeah, that was. Not necessarily starting him, but it was just like, oh, you like them too? Like, here are some of my favorites. But he'll even say, like, before he met me, like, he likes horror, but he has seen, like, a lot of movies since knowing me. So I was like, oh, these are some of my favorites you probably haven't seen. And it was, like, the time, too, that we met, I think. Excision had, like, just come out the year before or something like that. And I was like, oh, Oh, yeah, into this one. I watch it, like, every day. I was like, and I'm really into French horror films. So, like, here you go. (laughs) I do that, too. I'm like, oh, you like horror? Okay, then we can go deep. We can go, like, I'll give you something really creepy, (laughs) really out there. No judgments. All the judgments. All the judgments all the time. Oh, man. (laughs) 
I'm like a gore hound. Like I know um like Eli Roth has said that about himself before too. It's like I I was definitely one of those people like there's never enough. There's never enough blood in a the movie. There's never enough like Oh yeah, I love like, I'm always into that. So I do feel really attached to a lot of Rob Zombie's films because they are like, am I watching reality or am I was this film? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Rob Zombie fans. Love it. Love it. Okay, wait, but David, you just said you love blood. Yeah. So yeah. So tell us a little bit more how you got from like hating <laughs> hating Rob Zombie and all and like not want, liking horror to like I love blood. Well, Rob, Rob, <laughs> Rob Zombie isn't just like gore and blood. He's he's gore and blood with no purpose and with bad filmmaking. Um. <laughs> that's what people usually. I, that's what people usually say. They're like, it's not really the structure. It's just like, what's going on? Yeah, he's just like shaking his camera everywhere and fast cuts all the time, and it, it's it's annoying. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, lo- I, I I already said that I loved Saw when I was in high school. And I watched Saw 2 in high school as well. And I was like, this is great. There was a week uh, in like 2016 or whatever. I was like just super depressed. I didn't leave the house for two weeks. Um, I literally just stayed in my room, um, which was the living room of my dad's apartment at that time, because that was where I was living then. Uh, and there was like a few days at the end of that when I just binged the entire Saw series. Yeah. Like oh, every man. time I finished a saw movie, I was like, okay, that was pretty bad, but it was also really entertaining. I'm going to watch the next one. Every <laughs> single time. I have all of them and I obsessively watch them. I don't even have a reason really. They're so I just great. love it. I it's love really it. <laughs> uh, comforting. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like that for me, that's a comforting thing. Yeah. I mean, so you were talking about how like people with anxiety watch a lot of, mm-hmm. lot of horror a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And hi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's it's it. like you can't really be worried about your own problems when you're watching someone get butchered on screen. It's just you can't. It's such a nice release. It also yeah. just put things in perspective. Like, huh? Yeah. Okay, so like this could be worse. What I'm oh, dealing yeah. with. That's right. Okay. At it's least I don't need life. to cut out my own eye to get a key. Like that's not happening. <laughs> so maybe I feel good enough to get up and leave. The- <laughs> that's not what i'm dealing with which shout out to that guy who had to cut out his own eye to get a key like that was it's, that's not odd. just painful that's like really difficult that's a precise <laughs> like how uh, you gotta look in a mirror but you're cutting out the thing that you use yeah. to see like how are you supposed to do that i don't know and it's just incredibly unnatural for like as a person <laughs> you're just like why would i put I, I don't know like other parts of the body maybe i think you can conceptualize <laughs> that but that is so it's your face, which is too much. <laughs> Jigsaw says he doesn't kill people, but that's so, like, no, he kills people all the time. That's <laughs> 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 not how it works, yeah. I love that theme on the movie because it is just such a real-world theme. Like, this idea that because you didn't actually pull a trigger on someone, you have nothing to do with how whatever happened, yeah. even if you're bankrolling the entire situation. Well, that's not me. I didn't pull the and the movie, to be clear, is completely self-aware of this. The movie is not agreeing with Jigsaw. Exactly. Like, no, he's a complete hypocrite. Yeah. He's he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't kill anyone, and you shouldn't set up any traps that no one can escape from. Also, yeah. here's your trap. You have to kill this other person. What? <laughs> that was the craziest Dude. moment in the series when it was like, I'm sorry, you're he can't make traps that just kill people why not <laughs> i didn't 
didn't like that character, but I did think he was right there. It's like, I don't understand why you're mad at me, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love that series. Yeah, no, oh, Saw is my okay. favorite. I love it. I did not like Spiral, though, and I, I just, like, need to say that <laughs> I haven't seen it still. I, 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 I didn't see it either. I need to. There was someone on Reddit who, like, they, 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 they saw me posting a comment about how I, I didn't like Saw 3. So they, they, they messaged me and they were like, oh, yeah, what are your rankings? And they sent me their rankings. And it was like literally just my exact ranking of the movies. But they had Spiral like three or four or something. And I'm like, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe no. I should watch this. <laughs> no. People, I, I feel like I'm in a Twilight Zone when I discuss that movie with people. I'm like, okay, I need to understand this. So you don't like the first one, but this one works for you. It was just Who doesn't so- like the first one? tons of well I, that's the thing is i feel like people like when there's any kind of violence and this is the general <laughs> issue i think we have as humans like you try to act like ignoring it or like finding like an issue with it is the same as addressing it but you can't address something that you don't engage in it's just mm. ridiculous like how is anyone supposed to actually do anything about violence if they want to live in a fantasy world where you can go to a certain community and a certain zip code and leave your door open because that doesn't happen here? It's like, it's a whole list of just... It's like no the, the Aaron Sorkin way of dealing with things where yeah, uh, yeah. he's like, oh, we're going to do this movie about the trial of Chicago 7. We're going to take out all the nasty stuff. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> How are we going to learn anything that way? I just don't understand. You have to actually confront a problem to like solve it or even deal with it. So yeah. I think a lot of people just the fact that Saw is violent and it's like seen as like, because I think some people see it as torture porn, which I don't think the yeah. first one goes The first that one's far. not at all. The first, no, the first not one's at like all. barely violent. <laughs> I said, I was like, the first one has almost nothing in it. What do you mean? It's. 80% of that movie is just implied violence. I think the only really violent scene is the ending. Yeah, um, yeah. the whole movie. But for some reason, you don't <laughs> like the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true. It's the same thing with Halloween. I'm like, there is like no blood in that movie. What are you talking about? I had to like, explain Halloween that to so some, No, Halloween has some violence in there. You you see some stabbings. You blood, see though. the... Yeah, I yeah. mean, the most violent scene is the suffocation. So that one's not blood. Yeah. Uh, um, it's but just Texas like, Chainsaw has... Like, I don't think Text Chainsaw has any blood. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. So I'm like, all these movies, and I'm like, but I'm telling you because I've seen them a thousand times, zero exaggeration, that that's not yeah. what's happening. So it is. It's just that in, that interpretation and yeah. the cleverness of, like, the directors to, like you're saying, make you think you saw something that you didn't actually see. Like, you completed that. I didn't show it to you. So. Which is, it's so powerful. And I'm just, because we're on this topic, I'm just going to move into like what connected me to horror because it was this. It was the ability of the filmmakers to like create that power over their audience and to mm -hmm. be able to like have their audience view something differently. I said that, you know, Ava, one of the first ones was also Jaws for me, but it was also The Birds. Mm -hmm. um, and it was those two movies because it actually made me terrified of something I wasn't terrified of before. Like the fact that like I was a beach girl going every single day and then all of a sudden I watch Jaws and I can't step in the water mm -hmm. or like I love birds and oh, fucking seagulls everywhere again, beach town. And then I couldn't like go outside when there was a flock of seagulls outside. Like that kind of stuff really mm -hmm. made me start to like rethink movies as a whole because I was changed and I was like, oh, I didn't realize like movies could change you 
in that way. And then like, as I started to watch more and more things, I think one thing for me, uh, obviously, and David, this was probably the one that you're going to guess, Poltergeist was such a pivotal Mm. film for me. Yeah, that was one of my guesses. Yeah, because it opened me up to the paranormal. And I started to like, believe in ghosts and an afterlife. And I'm like, oh, this is something that like, horror films can make you start, you know, beyond just like make you making you afraid of something They can make you believe in something again, something that like almost seems impossible. And my big thing was always like, as you grow up, you know, you stop believing in Santa Claus or whatever. And you start to like, get a little more cynical about the world. But there's something with horror films that like, kind of bring you back to this childhood, like innocence, where you can believe in the impossible again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just so great. I don't understand. <laughs> really don't. I'm definitely pretty <laughs> cynical. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm still cynical. But I still like, <laughs> hold on, I didn't say <laughs> didn't say that. But for the 90 minutes that I'm watching a movie about ghosts or vampires, I believe in those ghosts and vampires and yeah. therefore believe in something else. Mm-hmm. It's true. I think like uh, Poltergeist was actually a big film for me again because Steven Spielberg was involved and I was trying to understand what kind of director he was. I was like, hmm, your like early stuff is and Toby and I think yeah, and a lot of people don't realize that, and that's actually that's a piece of my project too is sort of this acknowledgement of like you don't even have like a movie industry if you rip this genre out and here's why like leonardo dicaprio's first like (laughs) actual role was critters three no other (laughs) no other genre gives people who are like who are you very very unlikely for them to give you a spot like so many actors and actresses that we love for like a completely different genre or whatever started there exactly because because horror is it, it, I mean, it is the indie movie industry. It, yeah, it is the exactly. one genre that you can make for like nothing yep. and make a career and make money off of it because there's always going to be an audience for it. I mean, beyond actors, so many directors start in horror, so many mm-hmm. writers start in horror because mm-hmm. it's the only place that you can like really grow in and yep. one that you can like continue to experiment in. There's no yes. other genre that's going to be like forgiving of you being a little more artsy or a mm-hmm. little more weird. Like you can just... Mm kind of really expand yeah you can push yourself in this genre yeah and there's just a general kind of like camaraderie to that because it's like we're just we're being artists together it's not about like trying to reach something specific because you won't even create a category at the academy awards so we're not even in that headspace we're just like making movies and enjoying them as like a community because that's what we like to do and i just yeah i think that it's very underrated and not many people know like how many actors and actresses like started there or directors too because i'm thinking about um peter jackson didn't he he did dead alive peter jackson did a bunch of horror earlier in his career and bad taste right yeah i still haven't seen any of his horrors but i know he did a lot of them yeah um a lot of the superhero directors started in horror (laughs) all of the superhero all of the superhero all of the big tentpole movie directors I mean, Steven Spielberg, his first movie was yeah, a horror. Steven Spielberg. There, exactly. Like, how can no one have respect for this genre when you literally don't have a film industry without it? Well, because they just pretend that Jaws is not horror is what they I say. Oh, I hate it. I hate <laughs> oh, that's infuriating. It's that's a whole nother so conversation. <laughs> like how they steal movies from us that they want to hold up and they will not admit that it's like 
it's part of that community and they just like pluck it out like silence of the lambs and i'm like but like he was wearing a human suit are you seriously <laughs> telling me that that is not horrible like, is that for, i don't know i mean you know to each their own but i just feel like they, they've even said that get out wasn't horror they're like oh get out's not a horror and it's like what i can't even what get are you talking that? about yeah i'm see, sorry that's what i'm like okay you know that like you can like a movie that is horror like yeah just okay. because you like it doesn't mean it's not horror or that you're some kind of like serial killer because i honestly think like, <laughs> people are concerned that if they say that people are thinking to think they kill people or something i'm like it's not it's just it's not really horror because i like it because right, I like but it. why do we have to keep fighting against this preconceived idea that people who love horror are a little bit weird or a little bit concerning like Horror movies are the things that make the most money these days. Hollywood mm -hmm. keeps investing in them mm -hmm. because people are going to go see them. Because right, people so what's are with the disrespect? <laughs> I can't understand. Right? Because <laughs> I also think people don't think they have to bring their brains to a horror film. Like, they think it's yeah. literally not necessary. And I'm like, actually, this is the genre where you need them. Your brain needs to be on the most. Like, it's very subtle. It's very intricate. Very delicate pieces being put together to create this whole universe. So if you're just like sitting there and not really trying, then yeah, it's probably stupid because you weren't exactly. And if you want like the full experience, then you're gonna have to use it even more. Like we said with yeah. Candyman, just use it a little bit to like fully understand <laughs> what they're trying to say here. Just and the movie will be so much better. Yeah, and that's really wild. When I keep thinking about it, I'm like, how on earth could someone say the first one wasn't political? I can't. Even deal with someone oh. saying that and really being serious <laughs> uh, well i feel like we could go on for so long because this has been such a joy and we have very similar tastes which i love i think everything you've said so far i'm like yes 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 i really liked how uh devin when you picked poltergeist um since ava had picked both jaws and texas chainsaw poltergeist is the merging of those two movies with both spielberg and hooper yes <laughs> yes and texas chainsaw is actually also another one of mine yeah. that got me oh, yeah. uh, into the horror yeah. so i was like i can't have the exact same ones as you <laughs> so i mean a lot of people love them for a reason very powerful films. They're so yeah. damn good. They're so damn good. Well, thank you so much for shooting all this with us and for letting us know more about your horror taste. This has been a really fun conversation. Loved having you on. Can you let everyone know where they can find you, where they can find more about apt horror? Yeah. Um, so I have a personal website. All of my stuff is there. Each page is a different project or program that I'm developing or have an idea for. So there's a lot more on there. My articles are on there. My mini reviews are on there. And some videos, because I'm also a poet. So there's videos of me reciting poetry around Boston and Massachusetts from like 2018 to probably last year was the last time I really did one. On Twitter, I'm Night Owl Writing, but night is N-Y-T. Everything else is spelled the same. And on Instagram, I am Alice Voorhees. No, the spelling is the same as the film. Questioning real horror fans there. Do you know how to spell Voorhees? <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. I should not. I hope we don't have to spell that. Um, the Alice is the A-L-Y-C-E. Yeah, and in the film, she uses an I. Yeah, so that's that's important. Yeah. Love it. Well, and again, we'll link everything in the show description as well. So everyone just go check it out there. And then let us know your horror films that started it all. What were the first ones you watched? What were the ones that made you fall in love with horror? Why do you love horror? Or just... 
you know, join the conversation of any of the thoughts that we had here today. Uh, you can find us at Cadaver Dogs Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much, Ava, for coming on, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, thank you. 